All right. Good morning, family. My, uh, my name is Stephen Aguaya, and my amazing wife, Hannah, and I um, help serve in the Harlem uh, region of the New York City Church of Christ. And we are so excited to be here with you today. Uh, to be honest, even if I wasn't preaching, I probably would have figured out a way to get here uh, for this Sunday in particular. Um, uh, thank you, Steve, for, for, uh, for inviting us here. And we're, I'm not even sure Steve remembers this, um, but when, when uh, I realized that my dad's health was not gonna get better, um, I called my mom. I said, mom, we're, we're gonna move back to New York. And you know, we talked a little bit and then my mom said, call Steve. That was the, that was the, the, the first phone call um, that, that we made to let anyone outside of family know that, that we're gonna be moving back. And, um, and I think that's, at, it, honestly, like there was so much stuff going on through, through my mind, but it, it just, the phone call made so much sense um, that it was Steve that we called. So um, I'm just so honored to be here with, uh, with, with you guys looking at, at the book of Nehemiah. Your theme, uh, Revive, I think is so appropriate for, for what's going on and how we're trying to bring things back. So um, let's, let's, let's take a look here at, at Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter three. three. Nehemiah 3. I need a second, though, to first gauge who's here. Um, so if you could, could, could you raise your hand if you've lived at some point in a city before? You lived like in a city. Okay. What about specifically New York City and the boroughs of New York? So about half the group. Okay, cool. If you haven't, try and imagine this scenario with me. If you have, um, remember this, and I'm gonna apologize in advance for what I'm gonna bring you, your memory back to. Rem remember parking? Remember that, rem yep, remember, remember circling the block over it seven times like the walls of Jericho, hoping that you would find a spot. Remember, remember having to read the signs? Like, I'm not sure. Is that Thursday or Tuesday? Is it, is it alternate? Remember that? Remember, remember the joy of seeing what, a space and then the heartbreak of realizing it's a driveway or a fire hydrant? So many hydrants. I've, I don't think I've seen a fire truck in New York City, but I've seen about 11,000 fire hydrants. Remember the blood boiling frustration of pulling up next to what you think is a spot, but it ends up being about a foot and a half too small because the car in front is taking up a spot and a half. You know, if you, you guys probably moved here for, to, to forget this. <laughs> you, you, you probably haven't had to parallel park since 2007 and, and you know, but imagine with me for one second, if upon pulling up to this spot, that's about a foot and a half too small, the driver does the work of moving to make the adjustment to get you in that spot. That changes your day. If that's a morning interaction, your whole day is now recalling the miracle of finding a parking spot on that block. Imagine if 10 cars decided 
that they're going to make whatever adjustment necessary to fill the space to its maximum capacity. That changes the morning and then the day of multiple drivers. Now imagine with me, if every single car in the neighborhood decides that they've been given a space and they're going to use that space to the best of their ability to make sure they're making room for other people to park in there. It changes everything. It's a foot and a half for most people. But if you put all of those foot and a halves together, it changes the complete landscape of the area we're talking about. And again, if you remember parking in New York, that is literally a life-changing experience to come in knowing that you're gonna have a parking spot. Life-changing. This functions the exact same way in God's family, in God's church. If we all decide to just move a little bit, to make some adjustments, the, 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 the cumulative effect of all of us making these adjustments is life-changing for us and the people that God is gonna bring into that space as well. When we decide to take ownership and prioritize participation, everything changes. And Nehemiah 3 gives us a, a real life example of what happens when all of God's people decide to move. Um, I'm sure at, at, if you guys have been looking at, at, at this idea already, I, you know, I'm not going to take too much time uh, doing any background stuff, but you know, uh, Nehemiah is, is an Israelite um, official working for the Persian government. He hears about and is crushed by the state of the walls of Jerusalem. He prays to God and then bravely requests to, to King Artaxerxes to let him back to repair the wall. The king says yes, sends him with supplies and guards and resources. And now in chapter three, the work is gonna begin of creating, of uh, rebuilding the walls that are gonna essentially establish the, the parameters of Jerusalem, which is a huge deal for the Jewish community. And today, we're going to look at these two chapters and two quick points, and then we're going to eat a lot of chili, I imagine. Um, the two points are build and bind and prayed and primed. Build and bind, prayed and primed. In, in chapter three of Nehemiah, um, there's, there, there's a lot of gates that are being built here. The sheep gate, fish gate, uh, Jashana gate, valley gate, dung gate, fountain gate, water gate. I'm not a crook. Um, Horse gate, east gate, inspection gate, uh, deflate gate. There's a lot of gates happening in this, in this area. Um, but the thing that I want to focus on here is, is this. I mean, th you know, there's also uh, many difficult to pronounce names of, of men and women in all stages of life deciding to get their hands dirty to do the work involved in rebuilding the wall. Merchants, wine tasters, perfume makers, old, young, everything in between, they all decide we are going to get involved and do our foot and a half here of changing the landscape that we're looking at. But there's a phrase that keeps popping up. I mean, if you jump down to verse, verse 17, just the first three words, next to him. Verse 18, next to him. Verse 19, next to him. 20, next to him. Jump down to 24, next to him. The, 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 between 17 and 32, it just lists who was next to, next to, next to, working alongside. This is God's plan for everything, is us working side by side next to each other, everyone taking their part in ownership 
to make things work and not assuming that somebody else will take care of it. That's, that's, I think that that's one of Satan's like sketchiest schemes when it comes to the family working together is this seemingly like a sincere heart of it's okay, someone else will do it. The problem with that is that if enough people think that way, nothing gets done. And right here, we have an example of next to, next to, next to, everybody getting uh, the, the work done, coming together to, uh, to, to be fully a participant in this. I think what happens sometimes is that over time, maybe at, maybe at one point, this was exactly how you thought about church. The church is something that I come to to give fully all the time, no matter. If there's a need, sign me up, I'm there. Um, but what can happen is that there can be a, a shift that church kind of switches from something that we are a participant of to something we kind of come to watch the performance of, that, that it's, 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 a, it's something that we go to, to experience, but not to be um, a hands-on part of. Church can become um, an event or, or a show that we, that we attend and review in the way that we would a movie or a restaurant or, or in any kind of production. And then we can, uh, if we're not careful, shift from faithful followers of the gospel with a heart of, I will go wherever the spirit uh, calls to fair weather fans of the gospel that I will go wherever convenience calls that, that in, in the same way that it's convenient to be a giant fan right now, like right now is right now is, is a, if, you're, if you're looking for a bandwagon team, please, you know, uh, come on in. Um, but it's, it's, we got to make sure that, that like, we don't treat church like something that when it's going well, I'm all in. Like, like I, I'm, I, I, because that, that's how fans behave, not, not followers. But if over time, if we're not careful, we lose this heart of, I got to be next to my brothers and sisters doing the work to make, uh, to make God's church move. Um, a way that you can test this is the car ride home. Just like think about your reflection of the church service. The, the thought of how was service today and the response to that, well, you got to ask yourself, well, well, look at the word. How was service? Did, did, well, did you serve? What Was there service in, in your part or was it an order of service structure performance style thing where you came to watch uh, uh, singing and, and, and hear a, a, a motivational speech style lesson that's geared around a, a similar religious morals? Like we have to be very careful because we, we come to this so much and, and again, like I, I'm fully convinced this is in fact God's church. This is in fact God's family. And we can get so used to it that we review it at the end of the week. And, and, and it, be, it becomes something that we're, that we're again, fans of and not hands in followers of. There's a group that gets highlighted here in verse, in verse five that I wanna look at in Nehemiah three. In verse five, it says, the next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. So as there's this list of next to, next to, next to, there's some, um, there some people who decided to not get involved. And we don't know their reason, we, we don't know the, the, their rationale, but it's locked in scripture for the rest of mankind that these people decided to not get their shoulders in the, in the work of doing this. I did some, some, some research to try and figure out why, who, and you know, I think uh, Steve's here, so he, he, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, but if you follow the, the, the descendants 
of this group, it seems to be that these guys turn out to be just Dallas Cowboy fans. It's, it's, it's the same, it's just the same. If you follow like, that's, that's at least what, what I found. Um, but we have to be careful that we don't allow stuff to have us look at the work necessary to move God's kingdom and just ignore it and not and not and for whatever reason not do it um and and again so we have these guys as an example of what it should not look like um but for us we have to be next to each other building God's kingdom just questions to ask yourself is are, are you using your gifts your special nuanced gifts right now to make this church grow like like and 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 everybody if you're here breathing you have a very unique nuanced specialty that God can absolutely utilize to, to, uh, to nourish the church. So it's, it's a yes or no question for all of us. I have to ask myself this. Am I using my gifts in a way that makes God proud to build his church? Am I actively involved in, spe in specialty nuanced evangelism in the crowd that God has put me in? There's some people that I'm friends with now that maybe you might never get an opportunity to, uh, to connect with. So now I have the responsibility as a Christian working next to the rest of, God, of, of God's family to connect with those people. That's a way to use my nuanced gifts to help build, God, build God's kingdom as well. Am I contribu uh, um, contributing financially in a way that shows that this is the, this is, there's not a better investment in the world than God's church? We, ha we had a brother share a communion in Harlem uh, uh, last week and just very candidly, he said, it doesn't make sense that I've been giving the same amount of money to contribution now than I did when I was in campus. And it was, and I think for him, there was this revelation of my, God has brought me so much and I have kept my giving the same, but I'm investing in my Netflix account. I'm, I'm, I'm investing in, 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 in paying for pay-per-view pay uh, UFC fights. Like I'm putting more money in other things, but, but my, my contribution to the kingdom has, has, has stayed the same. And the revelation for him was, it shouldn't be that way. Like my life should show that there's not a better investment. Participants is just making sure that, that we're, we're, look, we're looking at the kingdom as there's nothing more important than this. And, I'm, and my life and finances are gonna show that as well. And the question to ask yourself is, was there a time that I was doing more? What, can, I, can, I, can I think back to a time that I was more invested? And then, well, if, if there was, well, then what, what you know, what, what, what happened? Like, where, where, where did, where was there a, and again, I think everyone's going to have very unique situations, but, um, but we have to be mindful that we haven't, over time, just felt like I can do less now. Um, because the more that we're here, the more valuable this should be to us. And the more we should uh, be willing to, uh, to invest. And then what's, what's great about this idea of being next to someone and working together is that you're not alone. That I think that, that there can be a temptation to feel like, man, it's, 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 it's just me. And it's, it's not. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a chance to, uh, to run a Spartan race um, with, with, a, with a good friend of mine, Matt Rupert. Um, and I honestly, I didn't want to do it. If, if you're familiar with these races, um, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a painful experience. Um, you don't enjoy any of it. It's, it's, uh, it's essentially like, like a brutal hike 
up and down a ski, uh, a ski slopes with 21 obstacles just kind of thrown in there. Um, the second obstacle required you to jump into and completely submerge yourself in, in like freezing muddy water to get to the other side of this, of this gate. And I looked at it and my thought was, well, I'm just gonna skip this one because because we're so early and like, I, I'm gonna, I can't run the rest of the race wet. So I looked over at Matt to get confirmation of you're not doing this either. And before I could even communicate that, he was halfway in the mud. And there was something about seeing him doing it that I'm like, I, I, I don't wanna be here. I don't wanna do this, but I'm going to, cause my brother just did. And that attitude of like, this might be difficult, but I'm doing this with people doing the same thing. That, that, that shoulder to shoulder, we're going to push through. I was going to avoid the entire race if Matt didn't sign up as well. And I think similarly, God has put us around people that we're, we're all in this together. So if, if there's a challenge, if, if there's, if there's a, a, a conflict, whatever it is, let's just recall that God has put us shoulder to shoulder with people fighting the same fight. And we can get through the, we can get through the obstacles um, uh, just as well. In chapter four, so that's, that's how we have to build together and, and, be, and, and bind it together uh, with, with, with each other. In chapter four, after, of course, after there's a plan and things are going well, opposition shows up because that's how this works. That's just how, I mean, it's, it's in the Bible, but you've experienced this. You've experienced um, God making something uh, clear in your life. You have a revelation of what God wants you to do. And it's not then the angels showing up and making that easy for you. It's opposition showing up and making that complicated um, for you. And uh, let's take a look here at verse one of chapter four. It says, uh, actually, I'm sorry, let's uh, jump down to verse, verse four. This is, this is Nehemiah's response um, to, the, uh, to hearing about the opposition and the, and the ridicule. It says, hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insult in the face of the builders. Like, wow, Nehemiah, that's, uh, that's, that, that, that's, that's pretty intense. But what he did was take the focus of all of this and say, God, I want you to deal with this. God, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm praying to you right now. I want you to handle all of this because I know that we can't. And to be honest, we also shouldn't. This is not up to us, God. This is, this is, this is your plan. So we're gonna hand all of this back to you. So what he does in the face of opposition is he, he prays. And then jumps to verse uh, 15. Uh, it says, when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God was fr uh, frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, bows, and armor. Uh, the officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials uh, did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked, but the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. So here's what's happening. It's pray to God. Focus on God, make sure that it's very clear that, that we're relying on God fully. But then we also have to prepare ourselves to fight. Like it's, a, it's full reliance on God, but keep, but keep your weapon on you. It's, it's full trust that God is able to, is uh, gonna provide, but make sure that, that you're, you're, you're looking on, on your peripherals as well. 
that that um, that that we're we're all hands on in the work, but we also have to make sure that we are ready to fight if it comes down to it. It is of vital importance as, as far as prayer. It is of vital importance that those working for the Lord remember that connection to God and prayer is the solution against self-reliance. And self-reliance, if left unchecked, will convince you that you don't need God. Um, so it's, it's vital that all of us stay, stay connected um, in, in prayer. And prayer can't be the thing you do before you get to work. Prayer is the work. Prayer is, is the, 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 like, that's the power. That's the emphasis. Um, but we also have to be ready for challenges. Because notice here how God doesn't just, like, eliminate the problem. The response is, get ready to fight. Have, have your sword on there. Because challenges are not evidence of the absence of God. Difficulty is not evidence of the absence of God. Opposition, direct opposition to a good God-centered plan that you have is not the evidence of an absence of God. It might just very well be that God wants you to push through all the opposition to accomplish that thing. Christians should have the toughest skin on the planet. Those that understand God and God understands you, we should have the toughest skin on the planet because what's an insult to someone who has their name in the book of life? Who cares what they call you? if your name is written in the book of life? What is rejection to someone who has been accepted by the creator of the universe? So who cares if, if, someone does, if, if, if there's a rejection somewhere, at the end of the day, who cares if God the creator has accepted you into his family? What is a temporary setback, temporary defeat, temporary failure to those who are promised heaven? We have been promised heaven if we are in God's family. So every now and then there might be some challenge and opposition and failure. It'll happen. That does not communicate the absence of God. It just might mean you have to persevere. You have to push through. And again, as, as Christians, we should be tough when it comes to this. Our, our, our mentality should be that because I, I fully trust in God and his plan, even if things don't go right, I know what I'm holding on to and nothing's going to take me out of this. Sometimes being with God means being in challenging times. And the evidence is Jesus Christ. Was there anyone else that can say that, 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 that they were close and connected to God in this way more than Christ? Absolutely not. And look at his life. Look at the life that he lived. It was, it was opposition from day one. They tried to kill him as a baby. That's how it started. So if that's our example, if that's our forerunner, then it makes complete sense that every now and then, the Christian life will be met with opposition. We have to pray, but we have to have tough skin and be able to push through as well. And our confidence doesn't come from our ability to, to build or defend. That's not, that's not where the confidence comes from at all. It comes from um, knowing what we're build, who we're building for and what we're being defended from already. So, the, so the, the confidence is not this arrogant, watch us get this work done. The confidence is we have, we have God. Or actually, even more, God has us. And because God has us, all the stuff that can come up will be okay. It, it, does, it doesn't soften the, the intensity of these challenges. It's not, you're not supposed to ignore that they're there. Be fully aware that these challenges exist. We need to continue to trust God and persevere through them as well. We stay and we fight. 
We pray to God and we prime ourselves for action. We build and we bind it together. We pray and we prime ourselves for work. If I were to hand you a, a bowl of, of raw ground beef, just here's a bowl of ground beef. There's not a lot that you can do with that as is. The same way that if I give you a can of tomato paste, here's a can of tomato paste, have at it. You can't really do anything with that. If I give you cumin or, 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 or garlic salt or, or any, any by itself seasoning um, or a, a can of kidney beans, like, like these things by themselves just sit there. There is a magical moment though that happens when you combine when you combine all of these things and then present with oppression in the form of heat. If you, if you force this thing into a, a heat situation over time, it's, it's, not, it's not when, when, when the stove goes on, it's over time. What happens is that the ingredients start to communicate and they soften. They, 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 they're almost like as a, you know what, we're going to be harmonious in this situation. We're not going to give up. We're going to persevere through. And the eventual outcome of all of this is a delicious bowl of chili. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. You got to be in the pot. You have to be in the pot. Whatever doesn't make it in there doesn't get to experience that at all. So as, as God's family, the, 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 the plan has got to be, how do I get in? It's not, it might not be comfortable in there, but if I can stick through, if I, if I can allow perseverance to mold me into who God wants me to be, the outcome is not just a, a life-changing experience for the participants, but everybody loves a bowl of chili. Everybody, well, except for the one person that was brought up. I'm so sorry. The majority of us love a bowl of chili, but it requires us to stick it through, to, to, uh, to, 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 to be connected to one another, to push through the challenges. And once again, we can change the landscape of, I mean, it, it's, I'm sure it's about to smell and feel very different in this room after the door is open. And it, it changes everything when we decide to work together. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, so excited that because of the way that God's kingdom is set up here, that Harlem gets to work together with the Hudson Valley region. I'm, I'm so, so grateful that we have the, the connection of, of, of our leaders and the connection of goals and focus. And I genuinely think that, that, we, that we can absolutely completely change lives and families and marriages and, and, and parenting situations because this is the ingredients God has given us. I'm so grateful for, the, for, for, for you guys. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And thank you all so much for letting me share today. Thank you.